In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine inheritance, granting to thy people victory over their enemies, and by thy cross protect thy community. That's one of the most ancient hymns that we actually sing regularly in the church, and we sing it actually every single time we celebrate the Orthros service, but it's a hymn that actually goes all the way back until at least the 4th century. And it was a hymn that was uh, very often used as kind of like a, a fight song for the Byzantine Empire and for the Russian Empire, and it has kind of that that great melody, right? Oh, Lord, save thy feet. I mean, you could see yourself marching to that and just being really excited about that. And uh, in fact, if you know the, the Russian melody of that hymn um, and you know Tchaikovsky's 1812 overture, there's actually portions of the hymn that are there in it. I think maybe even the entirety of that hymn are in uh, Tchaikovsky's 1812 overture. So it's one of those hymns, though, that should stick out in our minds. And I say it today especially for the last few words, protect thy community. Because it's perhaps more than any other words that that has been at least my prayer over the course of these last 18 months and perhaps for some of you as well. Lord, through all of this difficulty, through all that we've endured, that we continue to endure, protect thy community. And so it is with such great joy that we have that phrase there as we stand on the Sunday after we celebrate the elevation of the Holy Cross. Because as the hymn says, by thy cross, really the community is protected. Because it is by the cross that we know exactly how to build or where to build the community. And it is by the cross where we know and have an understanding of how to maintain that community. Since the elevation of the cross, now it's been moved a little bit, uh, it's on the side here, just because for practical reasons we have to make entrances during the service today. But since the elevation of the cross, the cross has been here in the middle of the nave. Right front and center here. Because real community, the community that we're asking God to protect, is built and founded on the truth of Christ and Him crucified. You know, St. Paul says he doesn't want to preach anything except for Christ and Him crucified. And it is on that that community is truly built because it's the only thing that really matters. It's the only thing that is eternally true. And if anyone attempts to build any type of community around anything else, they might be successful for a time, but it will fall. Because the only thing that won't fall is that which is eternally true, that which is eternally good, that which is eternally beautiful, and that is Christ and the cross. Political parties will rise and fall. Ideologies will rise and fall. Nations will rise and fall. The only thing that has been steadfast over the last 2,000 years, Christ and his cross. And so we build our community. And actually, I can say our community is built. It is here in the church. It is here for all of us to be a part of. We, the, the community is built on Christ and his cross. But how do we live that? How do we live that? At the very end of the epistle, St. Paul tells how he lives 
And that's exactly how we should live as well. He says, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We live by faith in the Son of God who loves us and gave himself for us. And so we live our life by love. That great four-letter word that we all love to hear, love. But when we stand before the cross, we aren't talking about some kind of surface-level, wishy-washy sort of love, that fleeting feeling that comes and goes throughout our life. We are talking about something with much greater depth, something with much greater power. My father-in-law in in his blog this week, I think on the Feast of the Elevation of the Cross, actually had this quote from Father Sergius Bulgakov that really says what love truly is. Love has the character of the cross. The power, fire, and nature of love consist in the fact that love has the character of the cross and there is no love that does not have the character of the cross. And so even being able to get to that place where St. Paul says he now lives by faith in the Son of God who loves him and gave himself for him, we have to go back a few phrases because he has to first say, I have been crucified with Christ. And so the way to love, the way to build and maintain a community centered on the cross is to love by being crucified with Christ. And that's why Father Sergius Bulgakov goes on and says, The cross is the sacrificial character of love. For love is sacrifice, self-surrender, self-renunciation, voluntary self-depletion for the sake of the loved one. Without sacrifice, there is no reception, no meeting, no life in another and for another. There is no bliss of love except in sacrificial self-depletion, which is rewarded by an answering fulfillment. Real love is an image of the love of Christ that is shown to us on the cross. And real love, then, that builds the community can be summed up in two words that are in the gospel this morning. And perhaps it's our two least favorite words, not only in this morning's gospel, but in all of the gospels. Because those two words are, deny yourself. Deny yourself. That could sum up everything that Father Sergius just said, because that's the character of love that is based on the cross. Deny yourself. Now, when I tell you this morning, deny yourself and build up a community, I'm not telling you to fast better. You probably need to, so maybe do that. But I'm not necessarily focusing on that. I'm not even telling you don't do anything that brings you pleasure. I'm not telling you that. Maybe don't do some things that bring you pleasure. And when you do, come to confession. But when I say to you this morning, deny yourself, the thing that I'm wanting to get at and hit at is a breaking of our selfishness. And to think of the things that we can deny ourselves in order to build up and maintain community. The community that we are asking God to protect here and now amongst us in this group right here. So there are three things that I want to say to deny yourself. There can be a whole bunch more, and maybe you'll think of a whole bunch more and email me about them later, and that's great. 
But I think there are three that I, that I thought of when I first started to think about this. Deny yourself. Deny yourself first the need to be right all the time. Deny yourself the need to be right all of the time. Now, there are four words that we love to tell people, right? I told you so. Those are also very divisive words. And words that don't bring about community, but words that bring about destruction. We might have said the right answer, but we might have done so without listening and hearing what somebody else says. Now, when I tell you deny the the need to be right all of the time, I'm not saying that uh, maybe turn the blind eye to something that is incorrect. No, but to actually legitimately have a conversation with someone, even within our community. Because that's how relationships and community is built. Dr. Rossi, in his book, uh, Becoming a Healing Presence, and I think also in his book, All is Well, he says, listening is love delivered. When we actually sacrifice our need, deny ourselves our need to be right, we might actually hear what somebody else is saying. You might not agree with them. But you might see where they're coming from. You might grow in empathy for another person. And you therefore will grow in community together. Protect thy community. Deny yourself the need to be right all the time. Second thing. Deny yourself your need to be first or best or the most liked. You know, we all like to be perceived as as the, the best at something, right? We even try to outdo one another. Perhaps when, you, when we're telling stories to one another, we're not listening, uh, but we're actually trying to one-up someone. Even sometimes, and this is the one I don't understand even about myself, even sometimes when people tell us about tragedies, it's like we want to one-up them about things that are going wrong in our life. We don't need to be the best. We don't need to be the first. We don't need to be the most liked in any given situation. And so if we deny ourselves our need to have and do all of those things, then we build up community by recognizing the personhood of the person who is standing in front of us. We recognize that, as St. Paul says, the church is built up of all kinds of members. The church as the body of Christ has all kinds of different members with all kinds of different gifts and functions. All of them are vitally important. And so when we deny ourselves our need to be first, our need to be best, our need to be the most liked in a given situation, we might actually see the gifts of others and be able to more willingly and faithfully cherish that person and their personhood and their identity uh, as a person in the image and likeness of God. And that builds up community. Protect thy community. Deny yourself the need to be first, best, most liked in any given situation. Now the last one that I'm going to tell you is one that you've already heard before because it's one that Father John said a couple of months ago in a sermon. I thought he said it so well that I'm just going to repeat it the same way he did. Deny yourself the pleasure of judging others. Deny yourself the pleasure of judging others. When we judge others, we break down community because we immediately put ourselves over and above other people. And by saying to you not to judge others, I'm not telling you again to turn away when you see evil. But instead of judging others, weep for others. 
Weep for the sin that is there in the world. Pray for that person who has fallen and love them and do all that we can to show them the love of Christ that brings them back to the community. Protect thy community. Deny yourself the pleasure of judging others. Now, there's a great quote, and I'm going to read all of it. And this will be the last thing that I'll do is to read this quote on the back of your, your bulletin there from St. Seraphim of Sarah because he really sums all of this up. He says, You cannot be too gentle, too kind. Shun even to appear harsh in your treatment of each other. Joy, that was last week's sermon, joy, radiant joy, streams from the face of one who gives and kindles joy in the heart of one who receives All condemnation is from the devil. Never condemn each other, not even those whom you catch committing an evil deed. We condemn others only because we shun knowing ourselves. When we gaze at our own failings, we see such a morass of filth that nothing in another can equal it. That is why we turn away and make much of the faults of others. Keep away from the spilling of speech. Instead of condemning others, strive to reach inner peace. Keep silent. Refrain from judgment. This will raise you above the deadly arrows of slander, insult, outrage, and will shield your glowing hearts against the evil that creeps around. St. Seraphim. Brothers and sisters, we are asking God to protect our community. And the fruit of that is what happens at the end of the gospel this morning where Christ says to all of us, There are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power. By the power of your cross, protect your community. The kingdom of God comes with power here. And we have the community founded and grounded in the person of Christ and him crucified. If we do what we can to deny ourselves and maintain that community, all of us together can have a foretaste of that kingdom of heaven now before we taste death. And in the darkness of the world, we can still see and experience the light. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine inheritance granting to thy people victory over their enemies, and by thy cross protect thy community. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.